Welcome to the Review with Joy and Company, featuring conversations with best-selling authors as well as the hottest reviews with the authors you choose. We're inspiring the world through Christian literature. Stay logged on. We'd like to know, what are you reading? Welcome to the review. It's Marvelous Monday, and we want to wish you a wonderful, happy new year. Come on, you guys, jump in the stream with us tonight because we're kicking off 2024, as my dear friend Janice Curry would say, stepping in high cotton. Some of you are old enough to know what that means. <laughs> well, you're tuned in to the re review where we bring you insightful conversation with authors of faith-based literature. We provide a platform for writers who seek to enrich readers through their work. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, or simply a really good read, stay connected to the review because you can discover the transformative power of faith-based literature. I'm Joy, and as always, I am delighted to be in the midst of your company. Well, <clears throat> all of you, and or most of you, are familiar with Revelations 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death beautiful scripture, powerful word, and I'm telling you, it is the foundation of the book that we're reviewing first off here in 2024. I'm so excited because we're stepping into 2024 on a high note with the review of In the Light, How God Speaks to Me by one of our favorite authors, Prophetess Martha Thompson. Dr. Thompson has given us the honor of reviewing all of her books. She comes to us by way of New Jersey, where she had a successful 27-year career in law enforcement. She is a degreed sign language interpreter in English, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and a highly anointed and ordained prophetess. Her spiritual journey began in 2001, and in 2021, she and her husband, Apostle Charles Thompson, were ordained as pastors and began Thompson Ministries. In August of 2022, our dear friend, Prophetess Martha, was ordained with a Doctor of Divinity. 
It gives me great pleasure to say Dr. Prophetess Martha Thompson, welcome to the review. God bless you guys. How are you? Oh, we're so good tonight. And we're, we're just ecstatic to bring the new year in, uh, Prophetess, with your book, In the Light, How God Speaks to Me. Um, geez, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, when I looked at the um, <clears throat> cover, yes. I thought, whoo, there's a whole lot of stuff going on on this cover. Yeah, I, I was just looking at it. I didn't even open it. I was just looking at the cover and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on on this cover. And almost immediately, the Holy Spirit, you know, nudged me and said, but there's even more going on in between the covers. Yeah. So, prophetess, tell us about In the Light. Oh, my goodness. Um I was, uh, I want to say uh, hello to everybody. The trios are in the house. Yeah. We are glad, <laughs> we are glad that everybody's back together and miss you, uh, Miss Rosemary, while you've been gone. But you know what? Uh, happy to see you in the studio today. Thank you. Um, I'm just excited to be back on the show. You know, you guys are, are uh, very dear to my heart, and I'm just so glad to be back on the show. I just want to thank God for this opportunity to present in the light how God speaks to me, which stems from my dream book. Um, I was uh, one day writing, you know, my dream in my journal, and, um, you know, usually when I when I begin in my uh, my dream journal, I usually write what how God is giving me a word or what he wants me to say or stuff like that. So in the beginning of the journal, I had I had specifically wrote in the light how God speaks to me. And, you know, one day I was talking to my husband, which you guys know and love because he loves y'all. Yes, we <laughs> do <don't> love him. <laughs> So he, he, it is crazy because you know how the Lord speaks to him. He was at the, he was in the kitchen sink and, um, he turned around and he said, you know what, babe? He said, I think you need to write a book from your journal. And I think you need to call it in the light, how God speaks to you. And I just wanted to drop my journals on the floor and I wanted <laughs> to throw my book at him. And I said, wait a minute. I said, stop. I said, because. I need you to see this. And I wrote this in 2019. And I said, what does it say? I said, it says in the light, how God speak to me. So I had wow. to you know, share that and say, wow, God is just amazing. Sometimes when God gives us something, sometimes you just have to write it down and put a date on it. And then yes. you don't know until he uses it later on. And he confirmed it through my husband. So I took bits and pieces from my journal, my dream journal. And God began to speak to me and said, I want you to write how I speak to you. And that's what birthed the book. So he took, I took some dreams, prophetic dreams, which I thought it was important. And I, and I took um, some people's testimony when I told them the dream. So they would give back the testimony to confirm what God had said. And then I would put prophecies and deliverance that we had uh, began with Thompson Ministry. So I'm excited. Go ahead. I know you guys got questions for me. Yes, we, <laughs> we want to talk about this book. And um, go ahead, Rose. I mean, I'm going to be polite. Rose, you good? You know what? I'm trying to decide where should I start. Oh, well, I know where I want to start. <laughs> and I think that I want to start with the young man. Oh, that you told the sky's the limit at the gym. 
as I read about him, my heart was a little heavy for him. Because I feel that we need to pray for him mightily. Because by him being so young and knowing what he has been ushered into by the Lord, the enemy is waiting to swap in to redirect him and his direction. So we need to pray for nothing that's unholy, nothing that's not like God, nothing that's not in line with God to come near his path. And we call it to naught, that it has nothing and no root to disrupt what God has in store for him. Yes. Let me tell you this. He had reached out to me and my husband about a month ago. And I'm not going to tell his story because one day you guys are going to hear his story because he is an author. His name is Jordan Bryce Livingston, a very anointed young man. And you are right on target, Miss uh, Miss Rose, right on target. Uh, We prayed for him and his whole situation turned around in five days. Jesus. So, so please continue to pray for him. He is anointed. He is chosen by God, and the attacks of the enemy is trying to, trying to. But um, you know, he he has us, and now he has you three ladies to pray for him. So, absolutely, definitely, please keep him in prayer. Yes. I don't want to go into his story, but one day he's yes. going to tell you guys the story. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it, it's so funny. We try not to do this, prophetess, but Rose and I will pick up these books. When we love them, we have to have a conversation about them. And the very same thing had been impressed on my spirit, you know, about this young man, that God, um, there was someone like like an occult after him. You know, everybody's into speaking it into the universe, and I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's not the universe that, that delivers us, saves us, and takes Come us, on. and, and uh, teaches us, Indeed. and trains us, and delivers us. Let me say that again. It is not yes. the universe that does us does this. It is God, and God alone, all by himself. So, all by himself. Yes. That's, all called, by himself. that's called new age. That's yes, what these that's young what people are dealing new with. Age. New age. Yes. yes. New age. Yeah. And, no, no, and, no, no, no. They, they want to call the energy. They want to call the universe. But no, but no. And I just had this conversation with him. So it's so prophetic that you guys are just on target. And I love it because it's so prophetic. And I had just sat with him um you know on the phone. I was talking to him on the phone. And he, he, he does have a book out. But I had the Lord had pressed upon me to help him rewrite his book. Praise the Lord. Because because he was caught up in that new age stuff. So you guys, I'm wow, telling Jesus. you, oh my God, God is I, I can't wait to tag him this um this video to confirm yes. everything that I have spoken over his life. That that he has to uh, he has to honor God, not the universe, and this new age stuff. But That's right. yeah, That's right. well, I want to I want to say to the enemy. We want to let you know it's a new day. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes, it yes. is. Yes, it is. Yes, you it know? is. Yeah. It is for Jordan. And uh, we're, there are more for you than who are pulling against you. And you win at this thing. You're going to win, yes. Jordan. You win. Yes. You're going to win, Jordan. Yes. 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 And, and God is going to raise him up to be the godly man that he is calling him to be. And not only that, he's a young prophet. And he needs to be surrounded by 
young men that's going to hold him accountable. That's right. Hold him accountable because of the calling that is over his life. Oh, my goodness. I already feel God. Yes, oh yes, yes. Ooh, that's just one story. You know, prophet, prophetess, um, the words that were being placed in my spirit as I read in the light were humility, authentic, and pure. So from a prophetic point of view, what do these words mean to you and your walk with Christ? My God, my God. In the light, oh my goodness. I, I'm sure you guys have read, you know, the, the, intensi the, the intensity of my dream didn't start until like about, I think, 2019, just before when COVID hit. Yes. And, yes. and it was an intense moment because I was home from uh, work. I was not at work which I guess gave me a place to be still and listen to what the Lord was saying to me and telling me. But but every night he would show me dreams and I felt like it was such a, a miraculous light that I was entering as I as my body slept. And he took me to those realms to be able to speak to me. And that's how the book was birthed. I mean, I, I just felt like God was doing something new. I was a dreamer, but I was never able to remember my dreams. I was able, never able to write them down. And the more intense I got, I just had this, uh, the Lord kept telling me to write my dreams down. And I believe it's important for anybody mm. that you, if you're a dreamer, I encourage you to write this stuff down. You know, I usually write the time uh, or like um, when I would wake up, the first thing I would look is my clock just to make sure I can write all this stuff down and immediately write all this stuff down. But but God took me to a place and, and, and it did bring me humility because I felt like he was really um, speaking to me in during my time of sleep. So that that's where I, I, I just felt that light of, um, of beauty that he had given a gift to me. To be able to speak to me about what was getting ready to come. Wow. Awesome. You know, when you mentioned time and the time God woke you up, what just came to my remembrance and it stood out at me when I was reading is the dream you had and you were woke up at 2.15 a.m. And you noted the time as 2.15 a.m. And that 2.15 is 8. 5, 2, 7, 1, 8. And the person that you had had the dream about, it was truly a new beginning for them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm into numbers. seeing things in numbers, numbers. you know. In numbers, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know? Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I mean, as I read through your book, you know, we could, we could talk about every chapter, and I'm so thankful to God for the dreams that he has given you, you know, because God is faithful, and he really does answer prayer. But what I want to touch on um, is the fact that we interview many authors and we read many books, and we often say that the books that we receive should have a spiritual impact on the people that read the books on the in the reader's life you know i was happy to hear that your book although we're not inter although we're not reviewing that book tonight though but the book be behind the prophetess mask although again as i must say initially we are not reviewing that book tonight but it had such an impact on Karina's life you know could you tell us that story because it was so touching and i know that many will be able to hear that god really is alive and he's really is real 
my God, Karina, such a special young lady that I had met. I had worked with her husband, Darren, who, uh, you know, I, you, you know how when you see somebody, you know that there's anointing over their life. You know that, that God has a special place um, in their life. So I saw this young man at my job at, at, when I was working in corrections and I would always pass in the hallway or whatever, or I would be in an area where he would be. And I, you know, we always had conversation and there was just something special about her husband, Karina's husband, Darren, um, you know, just interacting with him, talking about God and stuff like that. So one day I said to him, I was coming into the jail and I said, Hey, you know, I wrote a book. I finally got my book. And he was like, Oh my goodness. I need you to tell me where I can get your book. So I gave him the information and I knew he was a, he was an active reader. He always read, um, you know, books about John Edcard and he was always like filling his, his spiritual, um, soul, uh, about the things of God. So once I gave him, uh, the information, he read the book and then he passed it on to his wife, Karina. And that's when she read my book and, and she called me, she had inboxed me on Facebook and told me that she had read my book and it made made a major impact in her life and she felt like she was living a life behind a mask and when i tell you um we had a conversation um after she had read my book uh she uh inboxed me i called her on facebook and we we were connected ever since and when i tell you god had truly uh used me and my husband to minister to her um, and her mother and, uh, to be able to restore the relationship between her and her mother. And, you know, just, there was, there's a lot of things and, and, and there's a, a testimony about her in the book about how, uh, her, her, um, relationship between her, and her mother have her been mother, restored. Mother, yes, and, yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was, it, it was a major, testimony. major impact. And now she's just on, on fire for God. And I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. Rose, do we have some people to say hello to? Yes, and we have comments, too. Okay, great. Okay, Charles T. Thompson says, Blessings, ladies. Happy New Year. Hi, Happy Apostle New Year. Charles. <laughs> and Stella Alexander says, Hello, Trio. I love the T-shirts. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Stella. And Jana Lewis Perez says, Happy New Year, Joy, and Company. <laughs> Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Jana. Jana. Stella Alexander says, happy and successful 2024. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you. We're decreeing and declaring it. And what a way to kick it off with the review of In the Light, How God Speaks to Me, Prophetic Dreams, Prophecies, and Deliverance, written by prophetess Martha Thompson. Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get a copy of this book. Do we have a visual of the book online, Victor? Can we get that? We can see the one in your hand. You can see the one in my hand pretty good? Yes. Okay. And I, I have see. some more people to... Oh, go right okay. ahead. Excuse me. Did I jump the gun there? Yes, you did, oh, but it's okay. <laughs> Karen Shields says, good evening, beautiful ladies, and happy New Year's. 2024 blessings yes yeah thank hi, you karen. hi karen jana lewis perez says hello prophetess martha thompson hi beautiful ron morris says amen amen, amen. anna lee viscara vineyard says amen amen happy amen. new year anna lee ron morris we have to remember for every apostolic kingdom model there is always a demonic model to set itself to look like the same Ooh, oh, oh that is that's powerful good. That's, that's good, good. yes that's very good 
And Jana Lewis Perez says, Rose has books of dreams. That is why she was shaking her head so hard. And she's correct. Yeah. Uh, that's true. In fact, I had a dream th last week, and it was my first day back at work. And it, the dream just woke me up so abruptly. And I knew we were starting a new system at work. And the dream had me believing that I was... Um, was in a meeting and it was people I didn't recognize but my manager and he was saying everybody was being relocated and then he looked at me and said you're going to Waxahachie and I'm like I it was it was just it worried me all day and I kept saying I know it's something about to happen and I know God is warning me when I got to work that day I had been off on vacation almost two weeks. I couldn't remember my password. I got locked out of my computer. I got knocked out of my cell phone for work. And it took me like two and a half hours to even get wow. in the system. So the dreams do mean something, and they are warning sometime. So uh, I just want to let our listening audience know, just as she said, take note of your dreams, write them down. Because it may not happen as abruptly as mine did the same day. But when you look back, you can look and see what your warning was from God. Yes, mm. yeah. That's powerful. That's really wow. good. And Jana Lewis Perez says, Kadir said hello, everyone. Hi, Kadir. <laughs> Happy New Year, That's my Kadir. buddy. Hi. <laughs> Prophetess, I really love the format, how you share your testament. And then the owner of the story shares their testimony, which is followed by applicable scripture. It's just like a really vivid, teachable moment. I mean, after reading your part and then the, uh, the owner's part, the, it, it's just when we get to the scripture, it's bouncing off the walls at us. It's really illuminated and brought to life. Why did you feel this type of book is relevant for today? I wanted everybody to know how God spoke to me, and I wanted everybody to know that God does is real, and that what what He says to us, if we're obedient to what He says to us, we can relay the messages to those people. And I felt like uh, sharing my dream, and you know, of course, getting permission from everybody that had, that had shared their testimony back, uh, made an impact to the reader to let them know that how God is powerful and how if we are able to obey him with the little things, he will give us bigger things, you know, as time goes on and on. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, in 2019, you know, I, 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 I dreamed, but it wasn't as powerful as it was when, you know, when COVID had hit, yes. you know, and even, you know, giving with that prophetic word with COVID, that just blew my mind. That, that whole thing just blew my mind. Yes. Um, so I, I just feel, I just felt like, um, like I wanted them to confirm what the Lord was already saying. Awesome. 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 You know, go ahead. Uh, I I wanted to point out the story with Luna mm -hmm. and how when you were praying and she was leaving and you got sick and it yes. was like it was a transfer. Yes. And the thing that when she gave her testimony, she said at that moment she felt something leave her mm. yes. when she hugged you. And I just want you to touch on and warn people about the occult, 
witchcraft and spirits transferring how we need to be on guard and and be aware of this my god um let me tell you something a lot of people dip and dabble or it might be in a generational curse that like in their in, in their ancestry line they might not know it but um uh when i met luna um, I met her through my cousin and, you know, she, she was a, uh, a, a very, very good hearted person. And I just felt something was off and I just couldn't pinpoint what it was. But when I went to hug her goodbye, I, I felt, I felt the demonic presence over her yes. when I went to go hug her and I got so sick. I got so sick. And then, you know, she was exiting and then she had left. I got so sick. I came upstairs and I thought I was going to, I, I thought I was going to throw up. That's how sick I got. And I know that when I get sick like that quickly, I knew it's a, it's some type of demonic um, entity or activity that happens. So I said to my husband, I need you to pray over me. I, I anointed myself and I was just in the shower, just praying, praying, praying to God to get it off of me because I, I tend to, to pick up things from other people or uh, I can feel the atmosphere because of the um, the prophetic calling over my life. And when I tell you guys said witchcraft and I said, oh my God. So I, I believe I called her the next day and I, I had a FaceTime um, interaction with her and I told her what the Lord was saying. And we began to, you know, to uh, pray and download, God started downloading some information and I believe she got delivered over the, over the Facebook um, chat that we had. Um, and then come to find out that she, you know, she was dipping, dabbling in, in some type of witchcraft, or mm. it was in her bloodline, or mm. stuff like that. If I remember correctly of the story, but it was a it was a powerful um, encounter. And then after that, there was a uh, she had deliverance. Yes. Do you know one of one of one of the other stories that really touched me is about Shannon Shannon Marshall, um, the young lady with lupus. You know, she was so young. And then she had these kids, but she persevered. You know, she went through, and as I read a little thing, she said, God is real. He is almighty. He will have his way. All he wants us to do is trust him. And as I read through the whole scenario about what she went through, every time she got a, 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 re, a report from the doctor, she would just hold on, you know. And then that's what we need to do sometimes. You know, the doctors, I mean, they are there to tell us their professional um, um, prognosis, you know. But God is real. So tell us a little story about, about Shannon. So I worked with Shannon. She was a officer as well that worked in the prison with me, uh, a young a young lady that um, that I mentored throughout the years. And, um, you know, one day I was just asking somebody like, you know, I haven't seen her. Where has she been? And somebody had told me that she was sick and that she was in the hospital. So I believe I was on my way home and I had called her. And as soon as I called her over the phone, I said, you know, because we call them by their last name. I said, Marshall, what's going on? And she began to cry. And I said, you know what? Don't say nothing. We're going to pray. And we began to pray. And when I tell you, I began to pray. The Holy Ghost came and fell over her. And she was just weeping on the phone and weeping on the phone. And she told me after we had prayed what was going on and, and what had happened to her. And I was just in shock. I'm talking about a beautiful, you know, successful young lady that had two two babies, Um you know, had everything going for herself, but 
all of a sudden she said that her feet began to swell her kidney functions were off yeah. and that they told her that she had lupus and i yes. said to her i said marshall i said do you trust and believe god and she says i do and she says i need to live i have two young babies um and that i need to live for and i said well then we need to pray and i need you to trust god and god began to move and when i tell you god had me calling her every single day and yes. praying her through and praying her through her kidneys levels came down and the doctors were amazed they were amazed because i think it was if i remember correctly it was around mother's day and she said she wanted to go home and i said the holy ghost said you will be home i think it was that sunday if i remember correctly and then we prayed and prayed and she called me back and she says i'm going home i'm going home to be with my babies what i think they told her she might have treatment for two years it ended up i think less than a year and then now she's in remission so we thank god for what thank he god. has done over her life amen 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 yeah i and can i go back to the occult i want to say that yes, you know a lot yes. of people don't un, don't understand that when when you uh dip and dab into the occult you open up a a, a legal access of the enemy to come into your life to send torture to your life and a lot of people don't understand and i'm talking about me and my husband have been dealing with a lot of people in the occult i think that's like a specialty that the lord has put upon us um it's the occult it's the freemasons it's the eastern stars it's these fraternities and they open legal access to their body and sickness shall come in and i believe that um uh that people uh, uh i think i talk about the oh no i didn't talk, did I talk about no i didn't talk about this we just um did a, a deliverance service in like about six months ago on an 89 year old man who committed his life to the Freemason up until the 33rd degree. Mm. And when I tell you that he was 89 years old, he began to renounce and repent and had deliverance. We burned all his stuff. My husband used to be a, a Freemason, so he knows what that's entailed. And when I tell you, when we threw that stuff in the fire and we burned it, we saw all these images. And um, I believe it's on my Facebook page, all these faces, demonic faces that come from it. So it's 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 a, a people need to leave that alone renounce it denounce it burn up all your stuff because when i tell you god is a god that is a jealous god and he says that nothing and i mean nothing shall go before him he is the one true god he is the god he is the only god him jesus and the holy spirit and when everything else is before him that's an idol and those are idols that he says that nothing shall be before him so i just wanted to throw that out Wow, well, we're glad you did. Yes, yes. Listen, guys, you're tuned in to the Review with Joy and Company. We're kicking off the new year with Dr. Prophetess Martha Thompson talking about her book, In the Light, How God Speaks to Me. This, this is a wonderful read. It is formatted to be an easy and engaging read. I mean, you get caught up into the stories. It's told with such purity and, and so authentically that you, you feel what is going on. You yes. know, you feel yes. the presence yes. of the Holy Spirit. You actually feel God moving in the, the people's lives who are sharing their testimony. It's, it, it was very beautifully written. I can't commend Dr. Um, Martha enough for this book. We've had the opportunity to review uh, all of her books. Mm. And what I love, Dr. Thompson, is it's like climbing a stairway to heaven. Because we started <laughs> with Behind the Prophetess, Prophetess Mask. Mask. 
And then we went into the book of uh, armor and we talked about the armor of God. That was such a profound teaching. And now here you're taking us into an even higher level and sharing in and just giving us nuggets of, of, of the prophetic, beautifully written book. You guys, you will be encouraged and especially if you guys are believing God, you're going through anything this book will will show you your your way to deliverance really uh i'd like to comment that you're reading an award-winning author's book yes because she and walked away with a henry yes, on behind the prophetess mass yes, she, <laughs> yes, she, she did she did she took she that did. henry she home did. and uh she's got another win it's our winning season dr martha and so we're looking yes. forward to that I've got a little FYI for you guys here in the DFW area. I'd like to invite you to the 11th annual Lenora Rolla Jewelry Art Show. It's an in-person exhibition showing showcasing professional artists and student artists from various independent school districts in the area. The theme is African Americans and the arts. And the exhibit will be on display from February 1st through March 17th at 400H Gallery in downtown Fort Worth. This is going to be an amazing art exhibit. So take some time out anytime between the 1st of February and March 17th to go and check this out. And you might want to also attend the reception on Thursday, February 15th from 6 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. This is brought to you by the Tarrant County Black Historical and Genealogical Society. I'm so glad I got that word out. <laughs> <laughs> Visit Tarrant County blackhistory.org for more details and we'll be announcing this every Monday we really want Fort Worth to show out this is a wonderful exhibit the organization has put a lot of work into it as a matter of fact ladies uh, I'm really hoping that someone from the organization will join us next week and give us more awesome. details about um, the Tarrant County uh, Black Historical and Genealogical Society, two times in a row. I'm on a roll here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have a good time with them next week. So awesome. do we have to say hello to anyone? Yes. Paul Turner says, hello, Join Company. Happy New Year's. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Paul. Paul. Thank you. Hugs and kisses. And, um, you know, we're moving this pretty fast because I do have some more points I want to bring out about this from this book, In the Light, can How I, God Speaks to Me. Yes, ma'am, you I'm can. sorry to interrupt, but I want to go back to Karina and the occult because I, rem, I was skimming and I remembered something that was stood out to me was when she had been delivered. Her little boy went to the window. Oh, yes. And he says, Mama, the monster is outside. Yes. So I I think people need to understand this spiritual warfare is so real. It is. That it can be seen. Yes. Yes. And you know Now let me let me share that. Um so when I when I spoke to Karina, she was at a, a very dark place, and she, she knew that she was living her life behind a, a mask. So when she decided to take the mask off, the Lord really used me to, to um, 
break some stuff down that she what she was going through and she just broke down and she started crying mm. she 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 didn't have a good relationship with her mother and she had asked us to come and do some counseling we came and did some counseling and, and that's where deliverance began to to start once she got delivered and and her mother um their their relationship was just like restored and the baby as you can see saw the monster outside mm -hmm. he was able to see yes Wow. It was that, powerful. It was powerful. Mm, mm, mm. Rose, this is why I love having you at this table because you always bring out those pertinent parts from the book. Yes, you know, that yes. I, I'll forget about them. But yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. I thought that was amazing when I read that, that this baby saw yeah. It yeah. stood out to me, too. Yes. I was like, wow, look at wow, God. Look at God. Stella you know, Alexander says, hallelujah, what God cannot do and fix does not exist. exist. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. That's, a word, yes. Yes. That's a word, Stella. That's a word right there. Yeah. Prophetess, at the end of chapter one, it's somewhere around page four, if you have your book with you, I'd like you to expound on this a little bit because, um, you said something. You said, um, God takes us into a secret world we never knew could exist with extreme uh, vividness. And you were talking about the world of prophecy. Can you expound on that a little bit? So the prophetic is, is a, it's like an entity all to itself when when you are walking in this walk with god as a prophet um it's it's you and god he calls you friend he's trusting you with the um with the anointing that he has given me um it, it's, it's it's just a whole different world and and through my dreams it became real it, it became such a, a place that was a vivid um world in the unseen world if that makes sense because it, the dreams are in a realm that we can't see naturally but as we go to sleep it's a it's a vivid dream and that's how he was speaking to me and i believe that because my heart was so open and i was so humble and i had asked the lord i wanted to dream i you know these were the things that i was asking god it's a secret place that i wanted him to to um to raise me up because yes. before I was a prophet, I was an intercessor and, and it, it was like steps and levels. Like I was telling my husband, I said, you know, he used to wake me up in the middle of the night and he would tell me to get up and I would get up and I would pray who would I, who, who I was praying for. I didn't know. I was just interceding and, you know, through the spirit of the Holy spirit and speaking in tongues. So, so he took me from that realm to, to this prophetic realm, which is an unseen world and realm that only he's sharing that he's sharing with me and me as humbly as I could saying, you know, Lord, I'm just a servant that's willing. He had, he had opened that world for me, Yes, which is, which is very vivid now because of my dreams are very, very vivid. And, and, and what he, when I, I like, I, I don't like he, he gives me the dream and he wants, and I know he wants me to act and move. So I'm a, being obedient and I move. So, it, it, it's just a, 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 a fascinating thing to to see unfold for me where he where where I started to where he's taking me. Yes. 
One thing that I picked up from the book is how extremely sensitive as a prophet that one must be. Share with us three things one should know about the gift of prophecy. Because, you know, we we get like really hung up and we love the prophet because they think we're going to go into the line and they're going to prophesy new houses, new jobs, new cars. But this world of prophecy is so much more uh, depth. There's so much more depth to it, the prophetic anointing, other than telling people you're going to get a brand new car, a new house. So uh, share with us three things that we must have uh, and be in mind of when we think about the uh, gift of prophecy. You mean, so for somebody that's looking at, at the prophetic, is yes. that what you're asking? Yes. Okay, so... so um, so you need you need to know that that when and I'm talking about when you're going in front of a real prophet because remember there's a lot of there's there's a lot of fake prophets out there as well so they have to be mindful. Um, I was never one to prophesy uh, houses and cars and money. I was never that that was not the the uh, the anointing that the Lord had used me. I believe the Lord is using me and my husband as a deliverance minister to be able to get to the root of of what they're going on. It, you know what's going on with the person but um so i would say uh you know you got to look at the fruit of the prophet you know you got to look at the fruit and you got to know that the prophet always has a word and it's going to be a confirming word what the lord already spoken to you and that's when you know those are the three i think the major things that people need to look at when they're going to see a a, a true prophet mm -hmm. um one and I and I say this to my husband all the time because sometimes he says that my delivery my delivery is sometimes um, in a way that people may not like. But and I say to him, you know, sometimes God gives it to me that way, and I have to give it to that person. So so usually we're we're blunt and direct, and we'll tell you like it is. And some yes. people don't don't like that. Some people don't like it. Mm -hmm. But you know but, what? I think sometimes that's necessary because. That might be a person. That's the only way you're going to get their attention is to come rough with them. I think right. that the Lord comes at you the way you are. If if you rough, he going to come at you rough. He has to come with you in a way that you can identify. Right. But, you know, and what is what is so wonderful is the fact that um, your dreams or, or your prophetic words, you know, always has that confirmation because the person that you're speaking to, you know, always receive and say, okay, that's what I'm going through right now and break down, you know. But what I love about you is the fact that you don't leave them behind. You always follow up with them. You're always there yes. with them, you know, so that's really a blessing. And I thank you for that. Yes. Now, you do have a, 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 a deliverance at your house called the White. Yes. White sheet. The White, the white, the white sheet. Altar. Yeah. The white altar prayer. Yeah, the yeah. white altar prayer. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, so the Lord had told me that um that we have to get back to a place of prayer and he want he wants his altar to be the 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 altar of prayer. And I believe that, you know, um I don't know what's going on with those with churches today. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people being tainted on the pulpit and stuff like that. So the Lord said, my my altar needs my altar needs to get back to the place of prayer. So I said, okay, Lord, how do you want me to do this? He said, I want you to lay down some white sheets and I want you to push back your furniture and I want you to open the invitation and and, and tell people to come. 
So we did that. I believe it was last February. We have we had started that. So we pushed back all our furniture. We I had went and I bought some white sheets and I laid it down and I sent the invitation out and I said, you know, um, if, if it's and I said to, and I looked at my husband. I said, if it's just you and me, we're just gonna get down and we're just gonna pray. And, and uh, so people started coming. And what began to be a uh, uh, a white prayer altar at the end of it being a deliverance service in the middle of our living room floor and people and people were getting delivered yeah from uh demonic oppression and, and whatever was going on with them but yeah some of the stuff was written in the book and people had confirmed what was going on yeah yeah it, it was powerful it seemed like it was is it something that you do on a regular or do you plan to do it again or when led to how you're going to work that well, we had, I think, two more uh, white prayer altars. I know that's something that the Lord had placed the back on my heart to do again. But me and my husband do counsel people, and we do do deliverance here. I just We just had a lady from Arizona come all the way from Arizona to our house to have some deliverance. So people are coming. People are coming for deliverance. Yes. You know, uh, Rose, did we put it in the um, comments? Yes. The, how to reach her directly? And uh, we want you to contact your, you are available for persons to reach out to you and contact yes. you, right? Yes. Good. Yes. And uh, Rose, I thank you. Yes, I have in the chat here. If you would like to contact the author, email her at divinelydangerousprophetess at gmail.com. And for preaching engagements, deliverance, or prayers, email thompsonministry7 at gmail.com or visit their website at thompsonministries.net. Yes. yes. So then, and that's a really easy one. ThompsonMinistries.net and vi have a visit with this powerful woman of God. You know, our prophetess Martha, we're always excited when you come. We want to leave something with you from our very own Rosemary Legrand. And, you know, she does this in uh, the WIC Words Inspiring Change. This is for you. Thank you, Joy. The word of God says in Revelation 12:11, And they overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. Child of God, do not be afraid to share your testimony. You can change lives when you testify about what God has done for you. The Lord Jesus did not promise to stop troubles from coming our way. He said, in this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. When you come across trials, he expects us to overcome the enemy just like he did. That means we must give the enemy so much beating until he surrenders to us. That is why he told us, when you walk through the waters, I will be there. Through the river, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not burn. He is expecting us to collide with the water and the river and the fire. However, when we do, it, is, it will not rise against us because God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit because he said in everything we are more than conquerors. So until next time, remember, whatever you go through, God has a purpose because he cannot and he will not fail you. So trust him. And may God richly bless you. You know, Rosemary, 
that scripture, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, is perfect for in the light. Because in the light, how God speaks to me is literally testimony after testimony after testimony. And I assure you, if you pick up this book, it is going to find you. You will see you somewhere in these testimonies. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a trial or a tribulation that they've dealt with. But it's to be delivered out of it is what counts. Amen. So get in the light and see how God speaks to Prophetess Martha and get your deliverance. You know what yeah. I love, too, about the book Rose mm -hmm. and Prophetess Martha is that the title says how God speaks to me, right? Meaning you as the author. But I'm telling you guys, when you get to reading these dreams and reading the testimonies that come along with them that came after the dream, God will speak to your heart, too. I know he's definitely spoke to mine. Yes. So uh, ditto on that rose in the light, how yes. God speaks to me and listen to hear him speak to you as you read this book. Prophetess Martha, we've kind of all shared you guys which uh, testimony resonated with each of you. And I'd like to share Prophetess, the one that resonated with me so was Jackie and Jada's story, the little oh. girl that needed the heart. I had my yes. brother, my yeah. oldest brother was 50 years old when he received a brand new heart. And that was definitely, you know, a heart transplant was like a whoa experience for our family. And um, then years later, his daughter received, had to get a new heart. And when I was reading Jackie and Jada's story, of course, it almost brought tears to my eyes because I thought about my brother and my niece. And um, my niece had waited and waited for a very long time on the waiting list, needing a new heart. And she pulled, she was, I think, she, I don't know where she was coming from, but she was driving and she pulled into her driveway and she was so tired that she just put her head down on the steering wheel and she said God I can't go another step she told me she was feeling like she couldn't even get out of the car to go into the house and she said whatever you're gonna do God I need you to do it quickly because I'm tired by the time she finished saying the word tired her phone rang you know it was the hospital telling her to come wow. home. We got your heart. So that story really, it just resonated with me. So if you would mind, share a little bit about Jackie and Jada. Well, Jackie <laughs> was one of my co-workers. She was my partner when I worked in the jail. And um, I had transferred out. I worked with her, I think, maybe like uh, 10 years. And then I transferred out. And we always stood friends. Um, I knew that when Jada was born, she had, was born with her heart ending up on the other side. So there was a lot oh, of issues wow. from time to time. She would have me call. She would call me when she was in uh, Philadelphia. And that's when I was living in Pennsylvania in a uh, uh, children's hospital. And she would call me from time to time and say, hey, can you pray for Jada? And, uh, you know, I think I visited Jada a couple of times. But it wasn't until that day that she had called me. And I believe it was August, the summer of August. 
and she yeah. called me crying. And when she called me crying, I began to weep because I knew something was wrong. And when I tell you, she said, Martha, I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I they're telling me that Jada's not going to make it. And I believe at the time she was like uh, 13 or 14. If I'm, uh, if I remember correctly, I told Jackie, I said, I'm going to call our, uh, my, uh, the, the prayer warriors. I said, we're going to pray. I said, we're going to pray. I said, what, what the devil has for evil, I said, God is going to turn it around for her good. And, and we got the praying. And we got the praying. And then she called me one night and she said, Martha, they're telling me she's not going to make it. And immediately I started going into prayer with Jackie over the phone. I said, I said, she shall live and not die. And I began to decree and declare all those things that God was downloading from heaven. And when I tell you, if it was a matter of a couple of days, if I remember um that she she says i don't know what to do i don't know if i should stay or if i should get uh transfer her out because at child hospital they were telling her that there was nothing more that they can do right. i said jackie we're gonna pray i said that's all we can do right now is pray i said we're gonna pray and i began to pray with her over the phone and asking god to come and and give her the direction that she needed a doctor had came in the room and told her, I think you need to transfer her to another hospital. They transfer her to another hospital in New York. And then as soon as she gets there, they, and I, and you know, the most important thing I said to Jackie, I said, you know, Jackie, I said, in order for Jada to live, I said, somebody has to die. Somebody has to die for her to live. Yes, yes. I said, one has to die. So we need to pray for the family that's getting ready to lose somebody in order for her to live, to get yes. that heart to live. Yeah. And I think that that, that resonated mm -hmm. her. I think that was the most powerful thing that the Lord has said for, uh, had told me to tell her. So we prayed for the family that's yes. getting ready to lose somebody in order for her to live. In a matter of hours, they she, she texts me and says she's getting ready to go into surgery and she has the heart. Praise she God. went through and praise God for that. She gets the heart. She goes through the process. You know, it wasn't an easy process. But when I tell you her, her daughter was trying to um, maintain her house and maintain her daughter and maintain her job. And I said, listen, don't worry about it. I said, she said she was putting the house for sale. I said, the Lord said the house is going to sell in three days. I said, in three days, the house is going to sell. Three days, the, 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 the realtor tells her that the house is sold. And not only did it sell, but it, they, the, the, the buyer bought it more than what she asked for. Jesus, right? Yeah. So she didn't have to worry about the house. And then she, um, people were just donating time to her daughter, who, who was Latoya, uh, Jada's mother, uh, who is also a correction officer. She was, she was trying to get some time and, and you know, she, she didn't know if she was going to keep her job. But when I tell you the, that the pouring and the outpour of love from the people at the job was giving um, her uh, Jackie, because Jackie worked there, her daughter worked there. I mean, everybody came together. And when I tell you, God got the glory out of Jada's life. And now she is um, doing things that she never did before as a teenager. And we praise God for that. But that was a powerful, powerful testimony yes. on Jackie's yes. behalf. Yes, it was. Yes, yes it, it was. was. Because the accolade that <laughs> went through that is, won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes. You yes. know, I could pluck myself, Prophetess Martha, for not allowing us to have two full hours to do your book. We definitely are going to have you back because, guys, we've only touched the surface of this amazing work. It's in the light. 
How God Speaks to Me by Prophetess Martha Thompson. Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get a copy of this inspirational, motivating book. If you are, you know, it's from, from getting a new heart to getting delivered from occultic uh, activities and uh, demonic uh, influence over your life. This book has a testimony that covers it all, and it's, it's, it's real. It's believable, and it will help you to increase your faith. Prophetess Martha, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we, we know, I'm not going to say goodbye because you're coming back. We, that's just that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you rescheduled because I have so much more I want to talk to you about. Do we have to yes. say? <laughs> we, ha- we, we have to talk about COVID. And yes. What the yes. 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 Oh, my, go- oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. We really have to go. We love you dearly. Apostle Charles, thank you for lending her to us. We'll be in touch. Rose, do we have to say hello to anybody good? No, no we're good. Not good. Yeah. We're good. Thank we're you. Good. Thank you. Listen, guys, hang out with us. Give us two minutes to switch gears, and we'll be back because we've got a wonderful brand-new author to share with you. We'll be back in a moment. Victor, take us out. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is to promote and support Christian literature. If you're an author, contact us at joyandcompany.org. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. And by the way, what are you reading? Hey, Fishbowl Radio. It's Sabrina Ford, the founder of Women With Purpose Tour. And I'm Mr. Yu, CEO of Men With Purpose Tour. Join us Sunday, June 11th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Emmett Scott Center in Tyler, Texas for the Women and Men With Purpose Tour. This conference is about empowering entrepreneurs one tour at a time. Again, that's the Women and Men With Purpose Tour, Sunday, June 11th at the Emmett Scott Center in Tyler, Texas. For more information, visit our website at womenwithpurposetour.com. Podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880, 817-633-4880, and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass.
Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at let's talkrelationships.org or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal score the best deals on dirt cheap's luxury apparel and footwear this week we're restocking our floor for a luxury event starting thursday january 11th hurry into our madison alabama and jacksonville arkansas dirt cheap locations this week to find the best deals of the season I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. FBRN.US Fishbowl Radio Network Jump in Welcome to the Review with Joy and Company, featuring conversations with best-selling authors, as well as the hottest reviews with the authors you choose. We're inspiring the world through Christian literature. Stay logged on. We'd like to know, what are you reading? Once again, welcome to the uh, review and a happy new year to you. Uh, it's Marvelous Monday, where we bring you insightful conversations with authors of faith-based literature. Here, we provide a platform for writers who seek to enrich readers through their work. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, or simply a really good read, stay connected to the review and discover the transformative power of faith-based literature. I'm Joy, and as always, I am delighted to be in the midst of your company. Um, I must say, ladies, tonight we, we're swimming in mighty fine company. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> this hour, we visit with a gentleman who is a husband, father, army officer, mentor, mentee, student of life, and get you're gonna love this a sponge for wisdom and he notes he is a pursuer of purpose and a bridge builder for partnerships I simply love that his reach extends beyond 10 years of service in the United States Army so let me get it out here up front thank you for your service and from an all-state athlete to a local youth pastor he's a born leader who recent, has recent successes, now listen to this, they include a new book, 
Marriage is Simple, the one we'll be talking about tonight, um, and A New House, and most importantly, his fourth baby. What a beautiful family. It gives me great pleasure to say, Mike Hutchins, welcome to the review. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> my pleasure it's my pleasure thank you for having me oh you're so welcome i want you to know that i really had fun sharing your bio but uh, and we you guys listen i left a whole lot of stuff out okay so you have to listen closely pick up what you can and follow up with mike hutchins because we're getting ready to dig into his brand new book marriage is simple is it really, you know, that's what he's saying. We got to see what it says. <laughs> so, Mike, tell us, give us the snippet of Marriage is Simple. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Marriage is Simple is, is really kind of the concept where there's a lot of things in our lives that are simple, um, yet uh, they are complex or they're challenging to do. Uh, as you read in my bio, I'm, I'm an athlete, and so I understand how to play the game of basketball. I love basketball easy get the ball in the bucket and the person the team with the most buckets wins the game right yeah but <laughs> we know that it's not that uh, uh easy to dribble to pass to move along with all of the rules and regulations and now you have you also have the out of bounds line you can only go half court and there's just so many nuances um that make the game uh, challenging, but also exciting. Uh, nevertheless, the basic principle or premise of basketball is to get the ball in the bucket more than the other team. Football, score more touchdowns, soccer, get more goals. Um, and so when we look at marriage and apply that uh, with that same pers perspective, um, marriage is, is, is as simple as God created Adam and Eve, and it was just them three. There was no wedding celebration. There was no uh, white dress or uh, reception, um, and there was certainly no other body, no no el nobody else there to celebrate with them. And so, when you kind of pull back the onion uh, of what uh, marriage really is, it's not as much as glam and um, uh, glitter as we want to that society has told us. Um, but it's also not as complex and, and uh, hard and difficult as society has told us. I think there's a gap between what God created it to be and what, what we anticipated uh, to be. And the book is to bridge that gap so we know that, okay, this is what I should be thinking about when I pursue marriage. Well, you know, Mike, I love these analogies that you make, especially just now with the basketball and the football. But uh, the, here, here's the thing, though. You know, when you're talking about marriage, you're talking about the different players that involve because each marriage has its own set of unique players. And uh, the rules could possibly change from one household to another. And I'm going to ask you to tread lightly because you're sitting with three seasoned women who we probably all have three different perspectives on this book, Marriage is Simple, here. <laughs> but I, Mike, am going to be your friend, okay? I'm going to be your anchor. <laughs> 
But no, speaking, I, I really do um, love the analogies, and they were very profound. I found myself making a list of movies to watch, books to read, <laughs> and songs to sing. I'm telling you, I've got a whole list of homework to do from reading your book. How did you research for this project, and what were some of your resources other than your long 11 years of marriage? What were some of your other resources for your research? That's a great question. And, and to your point, you know, three seasoned women. Uh, so congratulations to your your marriages and your relationships and what y'all have accomplished uh, or dealt with. Uh, because let's just be honest, marriage is not for the faint of heart. Uh, so uh, the fact that you're here and we're discussing it not only speaks to, to your uh, maturity, but also to your wisdom. So uh, uh, kudos to you all of you ladies um so the the inspiration that being said my inspiration and I, I mean i've only been married for 11 years and uh and i'm i would con be considered uh, you know like a young cat um uh, so i got a lot, lot to learn to uh, a lot to learn about marriage um but my inspiration really kind of came from um, as i was writing this book um my life so the reason why you see a lot of those song quotes and those movie quotes and other books is because i chose that that was my life so it, this is a part of who i am it's not something that i'm just randomly putting together but i draw from my surroundings um part of me being uh, who i am is that i this is how i say i was born in california I was raised in Mississippi. I grew up in Ohio, uh, but and I lived in St. Louis, Missouri before going off to college. So uh, four different states, uh, 12 schools for 12 grades, and I've had a plethora of friends, of enemies, uh, you know, different teams and whatnot. Um, but it has really developed me um, to be aware of my surroundings and those things that I'm uh, connected to. Um, that being said, there's also a filter, right? So there's certain things that I was not exposed to um, that would maybe taint or uh, challenge some of the, the very essences in the book. And so my, to answer again, to answer your question is where the inspiration, it, it came up from my childhood. It, it came up from my pursuit, honestly, uh, to be married uh, and to be aware of the things that not only did I want in a woman, um, but what I thought that uh, marriage should bring out of me. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow. You know, awesome. honestly, I loved reading this book because of the voice that it's written in. It's written in your voice. So I was really excited to, to read how to use your faith to save a broken relationship, build a strong identity, and communicate effectively as a couple. I'm going to give you yeah. some serious kudos here, Mike, because you came out of the gate running. Yes. You, uh, you, you took a, a really tough topic, like in the first chapter or two, vulnerability, and you encourage, let's, let's talk about that. Why do men have trouble being vulnerable, and how important is recognizing it and being vulnerable from a man's perspective, how important is that for him when he gets married? 
Oh, uh, that is huge. Well, one, the reason why most men aren't vulnerable is because they're not taught how to be vulnerable. Mm. Um, most men, society teaches men to be strong, to, to be fearless, not to be emotional, to be, you know, sturdy. Uh, we have to be that rock. And, and although part of that is true, um, there hasn't been really an opportunity for men to, to be vulnerable. I think the other part of that is, uh, Society uh, compares vulnerability with weakness, um, but that's not the case. Yes. <laughs> um, and I actually just uh, saw on TikTok the other day, uh, uh, somebody said that uh, uh, transparency is allowing somebody to see what I do. Vulnerability is allowing somebody to use something damaging to me. And if, if men are supposed to be tough, if men are supposed to be strong, if men are, are you know, supposed to pave the way and not let things that get them down, then vulnerability is not in that equation. Because if I'm vulnerable, I'm allowing somebody else to attack me or hurt me. Uh, and that is, you know, <laughs> that that's what not just men do, but women do that as well, mm. right? They get to a point where they stop being vulnerable. Um, but the, the, the lesson to be learned from that is, is you got to be vulnerable, but you got to be vulnerable with the right people. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, and when you're married, marriage uh, allows that vulnerability. But if you're, if you've been vulnerable outside of marriage, then the hurt you're going to bring into marriage, and you're also going to bring that that close heartedness, that, that not being vulnerable, that uh, uh, anticipation of that you probably going to hurt me with whatever I tell you. Right. So you become recluse and you don't open up. And we all know this. If you're not open, if you're not sharing who you are, then how can I really get to know you? And so there's a divide or not even a divide. Let's just say what we all what we all use in society. There's walls that are put up. Mm -hmm. And if there's walls that are put up, then how can we become one? How mm. can we truly be, you know, mind, body and spirit together as one body if we have these walls because we are afraid of being vulnerable? Wow. You know, Mike, going into this, you were t at the 10 year mark, but right now uh, you're sharing uh, golden nuggets that people receive after 25 or even 30 years into a marriage. So great Thank job you. for that. I love your perspective. Rose? Yeah. I, I was thinking about, uh, he got my attention because he uh, used an analogy of a show that I love, and that was Power. With, uh, oh, I thought about and, that when I read that. Yes. And, you know, Absolutely. you talked about how uh, in communication, you ha the, ma the man has to understand the woman and the woman has to understand the man. And how in order to have them open up, you've got to get to them. And I thought about the moment when Tasha, he asked Tasha, what do you, what do you think I am? What do you want me to be or think I am? And she told him, "I want you to be the biggest dope dealer in New York." <laughs> and I think at that time, she could have turned him around had she touched on who he was and built him up and talked about him as a man and as an individual rather than right. focusing on what he had become. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, I, go ahead. I, I was absolute. 
Absolutely, right? Is in and even even in that very example, you see Tasha um, kind of saying, "This is what I want you to be." Right. And, and he's thinking he's going through the he's. I mean, we know the story of power. Anybody watched it, right? He's torn. But I'm trying to go legit. I'm kind of go straight. Yes, yes, yes. Get away from this game. And the one person that's supposed to be in my corner that has my vulnerabilities is literally pulling me in the opposite direction. And, and thus, there's the conflict, and, and, you know, between the characters. And we know how each each way they go. But um, it is challenging. Uh, and it takes it. Imagine what would have happened if she said, you know what, whatever you want to do, babe, I got you. I got yes. You. And, yes. And that that's the that's the trajectory that we want. There's always a way. But this book is a, is is partly written to say, hey, what is the best way for us? And I, I wanted people to say, hey, look, Mike's story is different than your story. But. If we look, if our if our rooted, if we're rooted into the purpose of why marriage was created, we all can have great stories. And you know what? Uh, that buildup of the of the spouse is important because had she built him up, then there wouldn't have possibly have been him going back to Angela because Angela saw him as legit. Right. Angela saw him becoming everything that he desired to be. And I think that's what happens in marriages sometimes. You don't build one another up on your plus side. And right. when there's somebody out there doing that for you, it leaves an open door. Uh -huh. True. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. You know, Mike, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for your service. And um, you. you wrote about the four marriage muscles. Yes. Yeah. Now, I read through all the marriage muscles, and I read through the actions, and they were all profound, you know? And um, you. the call to action for unconditional love, is sim it was a simple approach, but it spoke volumes. Now, I'm going to quote one of your movies. Um, it's, the quote was, I don't care if you like each other but you will respect each other. So could you talk a little bit about the marriage muscles? Yeah, absolutely. So first, I, and I wrote it in the book, you know, uh, marriage is more than just four muscles. But I think that these are very profound. These are um, these kind of big muscle groups that really get the marriage moving. Again, going to the basics of uh, a, a, a union, uh, a covenant. I think that uh, faith and respect and love um, is, is all of it uh, enables you to really kind of reset and get your bearings on, okay, where do I go from here? Um, with uh, love, and, well, <laughs> respect, a quote from one of my favorite movies uh, is Remember the Titans and, and Denzel Washington character gets up and he says, like, I don't care if you like each other, but you will respect each other because Specifically with with men, respect is uh, huge. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I would even say, and this is in the book, but I would even say that uh, men uh, hate disrespect more than they love sex. And I might have heard that oh. somewhere. I'm not going to go on that. That is not my quote. But uh, men hate disrespect more than they love sex. And, and I would argue that um, uh, uh, women uh, love, love 
more than doing something for them. Like if you love a woman unconditionally, you could be, you know, uglier than a dog with three legs and they will <laughs> be with you <laughs> through thick and thin uh, because of the way that you love them. Um, and, and, and those marriage muscles enable you to just just grow your marriage. And I think that's that's the big part about it. When you when you plant a seed, right, you got roots, you got leaves, you got stem and each part of that. That that uh, plant has a job to do, and if all of those muscles, all those jobs are doing it, you're gonna you're gonna get a, a a crop that produces more and more things. Likewise, with your muscles, the more that I use unconditional love, the more that I use resolute respect, the more that I use uh, my faith, active faith. Right. The, the, the more that I'm doing these things, the better that I become um, in just being a, a marriage uh, person, being a husband, being a wife. And I think that that's what takes your marriage, not only uh, strengthens it, but takes it to a, another level. Yeah. Awesome points that you're making, Mike, with these marriage muscles. And I hope we have an opportunity to talk a little bit more about them. But I think Rose has some comments she'd like to share with you. Yes, Stella Alexander says, I appreciate Michael speaking about the need for vulnerability. This sounds like a guidance for men. It is rare to hear a man speaking to the men and women in marriage. I applaud you. Awesome. And I applaud you as well. And my apologies because I didn't thank you for your service as my comrades did, but I do appreciate it. No, um, I appreciate you. Um, and I, I, if I'll add to that, that, that uh, vulnerability uh, quote, thank you for your comment. I really appreciate it. And, and I'm just going to uh, obviously I always be honest. Uh, we, we still don't know how to do it. I'm learning how to do it. Uh, <laughs> even now, even after I wrote, wrote the book, I find myself uh, upset at my wife. And, uh, you know, when you have that separation because you don't want to say something, you know, you can't take back. Right. I, I have to reflect and say, why am I upset? Why am I hurt? Well, because she OK. Well, <laughs> let, <laughs> let me die. Why does that hurt you? You think that she's really trying to hurt you? Well, no, not really. OK, so are you being a little bit sensitive? Right. And so I have to kind of talk myself um, out of it. And that being said, sometimes it don't work. So, you know what I do? I call my mentor and be like, look. <laughs> She wrong, <laughs> and he, he talks me out of it, right? Or, or if I can't reach them, I just kind of remember what the the Bible says about uh, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, and to to the point of dying on the cross for his bride, and and then one more step. Not only did he die on the cross, he was risen from the dead so that he could live for his bride, for his church, for us. That's and beautiful. so the question comes back to you, Mike. Yes. Um, are you willing to lay down your life for her and then allow God or Christ to resurrect you so you can be the best person for the woman that God gave you? Um, and that's that's where that vulnerability really comes from. And like I said, we, we're, we're still learning it. Um, and, and most men uh, don't know it. So. Yeah. 
And all you, you have to do is ask a woman now, Mike. We'll tell you how to be <laughs> But you know what, Mike? The one thing that I think that's solid in your marriage and I think is a requirement for marriage is you have God in your life. Yes. Yes. And you stand on the principles of the Bible when you feel like you're out of line or you need help to decide which way you need to sway or which way you need to go. And I applaud you for that. Uh, Joy did never get to what we were discussing beforehand, so I want to go to it a little bit. Before we got went on air, uh-huh. we came in studio, and the show before us had a couple on. And I saw the unconditional love that you talked about. He was helping his wife out of her chair. And just to look at him and the smile on his face as he did it, I began to share with him that you remind me of the book that we're going to interview tonight. Yes. I said, uh, because she was saying that they they were going on vacation, and she told him, what do you want to do? He asked her, what do you want to do? And then she talked about going somewhere, and she was thinking, well, I'm not working. And then I said, Mike said that the man's job is to produce, and your job is to reproduce. So stay at home, reproduce those finances he's bringing in, and make it so that you adjust them and stretch them so that you all can do what you desire to do. Awesome. Uh, and they've been married for 30 years? 30, yes. 30, 33 wow. years. What a blessing. Yes, yes, yes. And awesome. so uh, the, the, the whole, to, to wrap it all up, Mike, He's inviting you to come on his show to share your book. So we told him that we definitely will get the two of you connected because they have a show also. And uh, so he wants to get a copy of your book. We'll get you connected to him and you get to schedule and, and come on his show. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah awesome. That, that was that. Now, I also <laughs> want to bring out, I love the way this is going full circle from the four muscles um, and the vulnerability and then you sharing about uh, what you just shared. <laughs> the reproduction. The repro- reproducing and, reproduce. and women reproduce. Because mm-hmm. it all kind of circles that foundation that you're talking about in your book. You spent quite a bit of time speaking on building your marriage on the right foundation and what are some of the foundations that you find in your experience especially being military even that young couples or seasoned couples are building their marriages on that's falling apart money Uh, i think that's one of the 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 the, the biggest things right uh um, we call them you know gold diggers um i think uh looks uh vanity Right. Oh, because he looks this good or she is, you know, this beautiful or whatever, you know, that's the only that's the main reason. That's the driving force of why um, a person is is with them. Uh, I think I actually used it in uh, uh, power in that example is that power was the 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 foundation, the fact that uh, uh, ghosts could, you know, 
he had control of that city, not just the drugs, not just he had he knew how to get to people. He knew how to reach people. Uh, and when things didn't go the way that he told them to go, he knew how to fix them without doing a thing. Right. Just <laughs> sending yes. a word. So you're talking about uh, their relationship built on power, which is why Tasha was like, I want you to be the biggest dope dealer, because that would that made that would give him more power. Uh, and so um, foundation it's, is is really the 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 crux of it all. Um, historically, there's a there was a building that was built in in California. Um, and it was super fancy. I think it was like a, a penthouse suite, an apartment, uh, no more than like a thousand square foot. Right, uh, high rise was one point two million dollars. And they had built it so high and so luxurious that they forgot or they didn't do um, good testing on the foundation. And so it was built, uh, but the foundation was weak. And so they built this multi-million dollar, you can look it up, it's a multi-million dollar tower in California uh, without firm foundation. Uh, and the the building actually begins to tilt and slide and, and collapse before people actually even get get to live in it. And and that's what we're looking at. You, you can build it on anything. You can build a, a marriage uh, on the fact that, well, she got kids and, you know, I really like the kids. OK, but guess what? In 10 years, kids going off to college. Now what? Right. Like yeah, <laughs> what, yeah. what what is the well, they. She works with me at the workplace and she just makes the job that much better. Okay, all right. Well, what happens after you retire? What happens if the company folds like your only connection was your 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 conversations about work? And now you have nothing. Right. And so having a firm foundation is is the key. And on the flip side, successfully. You know, the people have successful marriages that are not necessarily Christian. Um, but the bottom line is, is that they're agreed upon that foundation family. Yes. That's a big one um, where this is how we're going to build um, our marriage. And um, it, it can be sturdy. Um, but I know my, from my experience that the, the thing that's the everlasting is is the one who created it. And, and that's God. And so yes. if I build my marriage on him. I know nothing's gonna fail. I mean, would you would you take your your Apple computer to uh, you know uh, I don't know a, a, a Best Buy store or I don't even not even Best Buy? Would you take Would you take it to Bed Bath and Beyond? No, they don't know what to do with that thing. A family right? dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, take my fam- my furniture to the post office and ask them to fix it. That is not what they do. So depending on what you build oh your fina- foundation of your marriage on, you better be you better hope that it can fuel. It can help grow your marriage. Otherwise, uh, there's only going to be so far you can go. You know, I love that you brought that point up because many, many and I'm going to say it one more time. Many years ago, I was <laughs> I was listening, and and this stuck with me through to today. I was I was married, and I was going through a very bad uh, point in my marriage, and um, I was listening to the radio. I was contemplating on what what to do because I wasn't going to live the rest of my life like this, and this is not what I thought marriage was supposed to be like. 
And I turned on the radio, and I'm telling you, this was 40 years ago. And the gentleman who was speaking, it was Darren's Coffee Shop. Do you guys remember that? I remember that? that. Darren's Coffee Shop was on the radio, and he said the very thing that you just said. So it's... It's transcendental. I'm not saying the word right, but, you know, it's universal. (laughs) It's a universal concept. Let me bring it on in here. (laughs) No, because he said you don't have to be a Christian to know how to love and have a marriage or to know how to treat your spouse the right way. You don't have to be because there are atheists who have successful marriages. Right. What you have to have is a solid foundation of principles that you're building that marriage on. Mm. And he so basically saying what you were saying 40 years ago that still resonates with me today. And it was the thing that gave me the the boost that I needed to move on with my life, you know. Um, Absolutely. But that foundation. Wow. It, it I love the way you spoke about it in the book. And how important you made it seem when we take and use God, Jesus, as our foundation. Those those biblical principles is what makes it simple. Because, you know, it's really, really easy. Mm-hmm. You made me want to get married. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think... I think Martha Thompson made a great point. She says God's foundation, God. that's the only way. Indeed. That's the only Indeed. way. Thank you, Martha. Yeah, Thank that's you for the that. only way. And um, she had also said blessings, ladies, and that's right at some point, but I didn't get it in at the appropriate time. And Stella <laughs> Alexander says love is an action. Yes, the act of love is very necessary for a woman. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Awesome. Let me just say one more thing. I want to uh, remind our audience that you guys are tuned in to the Review with Joy and Company. We're visiting with Mike Hutchins talking about his book, Marriage is Simple. Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of this manual for life, for married life. And it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be married, even those of us who are, are believing God to get married, or, you know, one day you may get married, or you may know people that's engaged or what have you. It really is a great tool. It was we- well written. I loved that it was um, such a down-to-earth and so relatable. Uh, yes. You did a great yes. job with that. You held you. my attention. And we read a lot of books on all sorts of topics, you know. So it's important <laughs> when you can come through the trio and you've grabbed and held our attention. And you did that, Mike. So very good job with that. Love this book. Marriage is Simple. Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy. Rosemary, you had a point? Yes. Um, uh, I, I know a lot of ladies, Mike, want to hear, that, want to hear the, your, um, your, um, your answer to that question. You know, the Word of God says that he who finds a wife <laughs> finds a good thing, and he's referring to the male. Yeah? yeah. But yeah. what does a woman get when she <laughs> receives a husband? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite scriptures, right? He's faithful from the Lord, right? I so love this even, guy. Even stuff I don't deserve, as long as I got my good things. You I'm know, you know. 
Uh, <laughs> um, but to answer your question, yeah, and I talk about it to, uh, in, in my book, and and shout out to my sister from a, a, another a Mr. Um, Jasmine Moss. She she brought up that question. It was so profound, and yeah. really kind of got me and her husband and our friend just really eating, trying to think about this. You need us. You need us. <laughs> um, but uh, um, arrogance aside, pride aside. I think that as important it is for men to have women um, uh, uh, beneficial, let me say it that way, as beneficial it is for men to have women, I think it's just as beneficial for women to have um, men because of what they can do for them. Uh, Men are are created to be protectors. Men are created to, as I say, to produce. Uh, Men are created to um, provide and, and pray over and cover. And not to say that uh, women won't have that. Um, and, and mostly the father does that, right? But yeah. as they as they uh, separate from the father, as they grow up and, and the father, you know, lets them fly out of the nest, um, the world is a bad place. It's an evil place out there. Mm-hmm. And we are, uh, we are created differently men and women are created not just physically mentally we're created differently but we're also created to connect we're also created to intertwine and where men lack like we not listening right (laughs) Uh, uh, women uh pick up that that slack and help us to be better and where women uh, uh, lack, the Bible says that the woman is the weaker vessel, not as in weak as in uh, fragile, um, but but weak as in um, um, can e- be easily taken advantage of, uh, can be easily um, uh, bound. All right. That's why uh, T.D. Jakes back in the day in the 90s, he had the whole series of women that are loose. Right. They, the men, men would kill kings, would kill the men. Right. And they were bound the ladies. Why? Because of what they could reproduce. So the, the answer to the question is, is part of the reason why it is great for a woman to have a good man. Let me let me make that clear. <laughs> a good man <laughs> is to provide not only provision, but protection. Um, to to uh, make sure that they're covered, to make sure that they're prayed for, um, to make sure that uh, that whatever that uh, that is being produced gets uh, reproduced in such a way. Let me say it this way: Scripture says one puts a thousand flight, two puts ten thousand a flight. So if she's doing this thing all by herself, how much more could she do if she had a partner? How much more could she go if not only it was just a partner, but it was somebody that was um, kind of the yin to her yang and they could really <laughs> excel. It is a it is a way. It, even the Bible says, hey, Paul, well, Paul says, right. Hey, look, if you can't if you don't get married, that's fine. Don't get married. Right. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> Say marriage is so simple. But Paul says, don't get married. Right. Um, but if you're burning with that desire, get married and stick to her. Right. And, and so that's I think that that union is the strength of it is it's not necessarily a need or a necessity, but being united with uh, that that other part that that God. We always look at the Bible when God creates Eve, uh, Eve from Adam 
and says, you know, they pull the, the, the rib out of him and, hey, you are now you will become two different bodies. But we also we, we rarely talk about how the, the woman was pulled out of him. Uh, if that makes any sense. Right. Like he was he was she was she separate separated from where she belongs. Ooh. Uh, she separated from her wholeness. She separated from what connects her to um, other things, or in this case, the purpose of man. She's separate from what the, the drive and um, the, the responsibilities that he was given, right? And she, she, she's supposed to be that Proverbs 30 woman who enhances him. Well, if she can't enhance anybody, uh, it's, you know, she, she's kind of, I don't want to say she's not fulfilling her purpose because um, uh, she is fulfilling whatever God has for her. Um, but it, it, it's, it's not necessary or it's not unnecessary for her not to be with him. It's, yes. It goes both ways. It's just, yeah. yes. I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling over my... <laughs> no, that's You okay. know what, Michael? I'm going to give you a break right now because Stella Alexander says, Michael... When are you starting your very needed podcast? <laughs> oh, it's a good question. Uh, as soon as the army lets me, gives gives me some time to do it. I do it. And she also said, "The word of God says, husband honor your wife and treat her as the weaker vessel, so that your prayers are not hindered." Talk to the men, Michael. I'm loving you. Hey, Stella. Hey, that, that, uh, that scripture right there, I, I just give you a quick story. So me and my wife, we uh, and I, I wrote it on the back of the book, right? So we, we graduate from college and we went to a military academy, right? So that's different than a normal university. You're in uniform. You're, you're a military uh, soldier. You're a student. And uh, you're also an athlete. You got to be active, whether it's for a course squash. You, you got to be playing some sports, right? Um, um, so we, we come from that environment, not really uh, having our own lives. So uh, and now we're put out in the, in the real world. Then the army's going to train us to do our job, which was human resources. Right. So now we got uh, in the real world. Uh, we're, we got a new job. We just got married, so we got a, a spouse, right? And then we went halfway around the world to South Korea. So <laughs> not only are we in a new country um, that primary language is not English, um, but we also don't have any support because we're 16 hours away from our closest relatives. And so we're put here. And what do you think happened? Uh, it was like electricity and water. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> and I got to a point where I had to surrender, um, uh, you know, I, I was first vulnerable with God and say, God, I don't I don't know how to deal with this. My dad did not teach me how to do this. Mm. My dad did not. And I love him. My parents are still together. They're going on 35 years. Um, and, but my dad never said, hey, son, when you're dealing with situations, which are what? Those conversation never happened. Uh, um, so... Uh, when I sought God, he brought that scripture. Thank you uh, for sharing that scripture um, to to my studies. He said, look, there is more at stake if you don't do what I told you to do. Yes. Then there is for her not doing it. Yes. I said, oh. Hold up. Wait a second. <laughs> what? But it's not my. No. 
it is more at stake if I don't do what God tells me to do as a husband, um, like my prayers not being answered. Yes. Right? Um, yes. That, yes. that would, would jeopardize <clears throat> um, not my life or her life, but my life. And so uh, for all the fellas out there, before we get mad at, at her, before we want to take it out on her, let's, let's be vulnerable with God first and yes. say, God, hey, wow. what, what do I need to work on? Yes, exactly. That is beautiful. That, that yes, is so that's beautiful. beautiful. And you know, guys, we're visiting with Mike Hutchins right now. We're talking about his book, Marriage is Simple. And you can visit us at joyandcompany.org to get a copy of this book, this manual on marriage, because it can be simple. You'll, you'll be ready for it after you read this book. Yes. One thing that you said to the notes that you were just making, Mike, um, mm-hmm. In the middle of the book, well, a little before the middle, you described marriage um, in a simply beautiful way. You said, in the nutshell, if an eternal God created marriage, it must be heavenly. And I'm telling you, that oh, opened this, up wow. my eyes. Yes. You know, it, it, it really opened up my eyes. And if you read it in context with what he's talking about in that chapter, you, your eyes will be open up to the concept also. I never looked at it like that before. Because you hear all these war stories and horror stories about marriage. marriage. And right. and I'm sure between the three of us ladies, we can come up with a few on our own. All right, now. <laughs> all right. All right, I almost shared one a moment ago. But seriously, in the midst of, of looking at the war zone of marriage, think about it. If God yeah. created it, and he did. We can, we can all vouch for that, that God created the institute of marriage, the institution of the family. Then it, it's got to be heavenly because yes. God's not going to create something that's not supposed, that's not going to be good. Everything right. that he created, he said it was, good. it was good. It was good. And the only thing that he said was not good. Was what? For him to be alone. <laughs> help, help me out, Mike, because I'm yeah, going to preach your to story. Alone. Help me out here. What was the only yeah. thing he said that was not good? It, for, for a man to be alone. <laughs> yes. All right. right. Indeed. I, I got to steal, steal something from the uh, late great Dr. Miles Monroe. Okay. He, he put it in context. He said, God said that after he gave him a job. He gave him purpose. <laughs> he was doing that job. He was making sure that everything in the garden was, he was being fruitful, multiplying, subduing the earth, right? And he yes. said, that person, that man, it's, it's, it's not good for that man to be alone. But if I can take it a, a, even a step further Go ahead. in the co- context of the totality of who God is, God says um, that he would do exceedingly abundantly above yes. whatever you can yes. ask or think, think. right? Yes. According to the power that works within you. He also says, no eyes have seen nor ears have heard nor is into the heart of man what God has prepared for you. Mm-hmm. So if, if marriage is an internal thing and it is heavenly and we visualize and we have that aha moment as you described and be like, holy, like this is this is going to be great, right? Yeah. His word also says whatever you thought marriage was going to be, is going to be better than you expected. So there's there's no limit. There's no limit to what God can do between you and your in your, your spouse. Yeah. Jana Lewis Perez gave <laughs> one word, Mike. She says accountability. Oh, strong yeah. word. Yes. Accountability. Good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 
I like that, Jana. That that'll go. That that could be part two. One of your chapters in part two, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm That's already another giving you. Muscle. I'm That's already true. giving you an assignment here. <laughs> we need to part take, two. <laughs> part two. Yes, marriage is simple. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun with oh, our guest tonight. He awesome. decided as a young married man to take a step into the right direction and to solidify his marriage and build it on a strong foundation. And now he's written a book to encourage all people to do the very same thing. And he's very vulnerable in the book. And he's very, re I, I just love the realness, the level yes, on yes, which he yes, wrote this yeah, book. Yes, you know, yes. it's no pomp and circumstances saying, hey, you got a problem here. This is what you need to do to fix it. Yeah. Go to God. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, so th that just resonated with me all the way through. Um, but I do have to take a moment, Mike, just to make a quick yeah. announcement because I've got a wonderful invitation for our DFW listeners here. I'd like to invite you to the 11th Annual Lenora Roller Jewelry Art Show. This is an in-person ex exhibition showing professional artists and student artists from various independent school districts throughout the Metroplex. The theme this year is African Americans and the Arts. The exhibit will be on display from February 1st through March 17th at 400H Gallery in downtown Fort Worth. There is a reception that you sh might want to attend. It's going to be nice on Thursday, February 15th from 6 to 8 p.m. And this is all brought to you by the Tarrant County Black Historical and Genealogical Society. Uh, so visit TarrantCountyBlackHistory.org for more details. And every week we'll share a little bit more about this wonderful art exposition. Uh, can't get it out show that's <laughs> happening thank you you guys you know i'm i'm getting over this whole respiratory thing and my lungs are only filling up so much <laughs> but you're doing good you're doing great, so doing great. That, that was a little struggle there so thank you check it out go to tarrantcountyblackhistory.org and find out more uh, information on this wonderful art exhibit. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. You know what, Mike? You're going to have to come to DFW because <laughs> Stella Alexander says, oh, I wish I could be in verbal conversation with you all. <laughs> I am enjoying this. I'm tired of keying words. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. You we got to make that happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Mike, I've got a question for you. Um, you definitely are a successful young man in your own right. Uh, you've accomplished a lot. You're in a uh, major in the military, U.S. Army here. Why? No, my first part of my question is, why marriage? I mean, certainly there are a plethora of, of topics. It's just a whole just a lot, a slew of topics that you could have chosen. You're a young athlete, you know, um, and, and you had some struggles in your marriage for a while there. So why the topic of marriage? And my part two is what did you discover new after doing this book? Because I know you got some little nuggets that you haven't shared with us yet. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, I, I'll be honest. I, I I did attempt to go the uh, uh, 
physical fitness route, you know, being an <laughs> athlete and having injuries and understanding how to get the body back. And, uh, and I just enjoy, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the body as God created, hence why it marriage muscles. I was like, that's great. You know, <laughs> um, so, so, but the, the real answer is because, uh, simply because God told me to, um, oh, okay. I was looking to write a, a book and, and I was trying and, um, God said, this is where I need you to go. And ironically, I was like, uh, 10 years in, right? Like, I, <laughs> what do I know about marriage? And um, what he said was, he said, start, start writing. And just like Noah built the boat, he, he didn't know what this thing was going to look like. He just no, told him what to, no. to use. Uh-huh. And so yes. as, you, as you stated, as I was writing a book, I just used what I had. And it was my stories. It was my experience. It was movie quotes, TV shows, songs, and um, and things of that nature that really kind of uh, shaped what that book uh, has has done. So, mm. yeah. Um, so that answers that. Uh, <laughs> second part. What, oh, what oh I've got more. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I love it. And, and, and guys, I just can't uh, emphasize enough the importance of including this book in your repertoire this year. The title is simple. Marriage is simple, yes. especially if you're contemplating marriage this year. Absolutely. Pick this book up. It will really be a blessing to you. The author is Mike Hutchins, and you can visit us at joyandcompany.org to get your copy of the book. Um, <clears throat> do we have did, any more did, comments? No. no. Did you what want me to answer the second question? You I said, did. what new? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did want you to answer that. Yes. So... Uh, uh, I'll tie it back into what we, um, what you brought up earlier about the, you know, the book says men are producers and women are reproducers. And I made the statement about, you know, you bring home food and the woman turns it into a meal. You give a, a woman a, a, a house, she turns it into home. Um, but one of the things that, that, that has been revealed to me, um, is that it's not just producing a particular item. Uh-huh. But it's also producing an environment. And so if I produce an environment that enables my wife to grow, then she will grow. She is, she's forced to grow. Why? Because what I've created for her is a soil that is enriched of love and caring and submission and faith and understanding. So when she goes to pull from, well, this is how I feel. Well, what's going to come out is what is in, in her in her heart, right? The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I'm putting a lot, if this environment has a lot for her, I'm producing a lot for her heart to speak, then it's going to speak loving. It's going to speak, you know, uh, uh, kindness and things. And not my wife's already that way. But when things get rough, when things get hard, right, mm-hmm. how what what comes out, it comes, you know, those those emotions come out. But if the, the the fertile ground, if the environment is is fertile, it doesn't matter if it rains. It's still going to be fertile. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the wind blows. It's still going to be fertile. So, you know, that's you, something. 
you're, you're tugging at our hearts here. I'm, I, and thank you so much for going back and answering part B. That, that was just profound. Listen, guys, you not only want to get a copy of this book, but you want to get in contact with this mastermind and have him come out and do a seminar on marriage with you guys at your church, with your organization. This is a word that needs to get out. Yes. That's, yes. This, yes. this, come on, promote this yes. young man. We're talking about yes, a ma'am. young black military man that's got the inside scoop on marriage. It's simple, it's beautiful, and it's an easy read. You'll love it. Marriage is Simple by Mike Hutchins. Mike, we're Thank always so yes, elated when authors come and share their works with us that we want you to take something away from our heart. We do it in the person of Rosemary Legrand, the wick. Words inspire and change. Listen to this. Thank you, Joy. The word of God says in Hebrews 13, 5, let your conduct be without covetous. Be content with such things that you have. Child of God, contentment is a decision to be happy with what you already have. Mm. Are you content, child of God? Have you learned to be truly content in your circumstances? Can you truly say, I am happy with my life. I love my spouse and my family. I love my job. I'm satisfied with my house and my car. Although there are things that I want to do for me, but I am content to wait until God does everything that I need in his timing. I do not covet anything that belongs to my neighbor. I am not jealous of anyone else or envious of what they have. If God gave it to me, I am thankful and I will enjoy it. But I believe sometimes God has to test us. Until you pass his test, I am happy for you because you are blessed. And that is the test that we have to pass. We are never going to have any more than we have right now. God wants us to prosper in every way. He wants people to see his goodness and to tell them of how good he is. What a wonderful God we serve. Mm. But we must desire God more than the desire of his blessings. He will test us to make sure that this is the case before he releases the greater material blessings to us. God is faithful. He promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So until next time, just remember to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And may God richly bless you. You know, uh, as I listen to you talk about the things that the world uh, looks at having, and I look at what Michael is saying, it lets you know that the things that Michael is explaining about what God expects of us and being what God Mm -hmm. would have us to be is more important than things. Amen. Amen. Than things. Amen. Stella Alexander Amen. says, Oh, I love this. Yes. <laughs> I am believing God for a husband in my 70s. I will mm. insist when he arrives in my life, he must spend time with you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I'm honored. <laughs> 
you know, Michael, if uh, anyone wants to contact with you, to get in contact with you, because, I mean, you are so profound right here, you know, could you give us some information of how they can reach you? Yes, absolutely. I'm actually, uh, during the day right now, I'm in military school for the next four months. Um, but uh, the best way to contact me is uh, by my name, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-K, Hutchins, H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S, at gmail.com. Um, and then also my uh, my work phone number uh, or my business phone number is 757-839-9419. One nine, and I can uh, I go back on Facebook and uh, put the information on there as well. Okay, okay, that sounds, sounds great. great. Well, you know we've reached that time of the hour, Mike, where we have to say thank you so very much for joining us. This has Thanks been a pleasure. It was a very pleasurable read. Thank you for giving that to us and allowing us to kind of pick your brain and go through your book, Marriage is Simple. Guys, don't forget to visit us at the joyandcompany.org to get a copy of this book. Um, Mike, I want you to take us out on a very serious note here. You did. I, I don't usually go all the way to the end of a book. But this was so profound. Around page 126, you were talking about who you talked to. And you made a very impressive point when you shared who you talked to. Uh, take us out with that thought on who you talked with. Do you remember? Uh, which part? <laughs> um, um, who I talked with? Uh... Well, you were talking about the company that you kept, and you said you hung out with couples who, um, yeah. whose I'll, marriage. I'll yeah. You so, know what I'm talking yeah, about? So I want absolutely. you to say it. I'm trying not to say it for you because I want you to say it. <laughs> it's, it's really yeah, so, nice, you guys. Um, um, but, but, you know, part of it is, is paying it forward. Uh, yes. Most of my. Not most. All of me and my wife's friends or close friends. We have uh, probably a handful that are peers that went to school with us, and you know we're we're blessed to be all on the same individual track. But um, the the point of that part of the book uh, really is is two things. One is you can't really go where you haven't seen somebody um, demonstrate, and so all of our friends locally are all at minimum 10 years older than us. Um, they're, they're all married. Um, they all have kids. Most of them are older than our kids. Um, uh, and so they really kind of look at us as the little brothers and sister, but we all fellowship. I mean, we're old enough to, you know, we're adults, so we have mature conversations, um, but we're, we've also learned from each other. And so uh, that, that puts me kind of at a, not in a higher echelon, but it's just a different ball game when it comes to how can I make my marriage last like the couple that's at 16, like the other couple that's at 21, like the, and right. So if, if I'm in that environment, setting the environment for both me and my wife, right now we're able to grow. And then the flip side of that is we have four kids and we got to be able to set them up so that they can not only, you know, um, meet us but you know surpass us so they know what to look for in in a marriage or in a spouse so yes. yeah i like 
We lost him. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, you went you went yeah. away for a minute. I'm sorry, we missed what you were just saying. Uh, I said I said that the other part is is that we have four kids, and so we want to make sure that we're setting the example for them, so that they could have you know have a a great marriage as well. Yes, I loved it, and I love the way you said it in the book. So I'm just going to re read it to make the point <laughs> the way you made it in the book. You said you talked with couples who have been where you want your marriage to go. I thought that was so profound. And yeah. we just want to thank you for these wonderful golden nuggets that you've shared in your book and for taking the time out to be with us here tonight. God bless you. God bless you as well. Thank you again. It was my pleasure. And I look forward to the next time that we can meet. Ah, awesome. same here. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Michael. Well, guys, that's about it. I thought we had two really great shows. I hope you enjoyed them as well as I did enjoy reading both of these wonderful books. Visit us at joincompany.org to get your hand on them. We'll be back next week with new authors and new books. Until then, God bless you. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is to promote and support Christian literature. If you're an author, contact us at joyandcompany.org. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. And by the way, what are you reading?